welcome to Harvest Birth Stories, where we support mamas pre, post, and during birth. My name is Sophie Grace, and I will be your host for this podcast. We want to share empowering birth stories across the United States and beyond, and encourage mothers all around the world to feel proud and empowered by any story that they may have experienced. Let's get into the podcast. Thank you for listening. introduce yourself to start off with and kind of tell us a little bit about you and your family and yada yada. Okay well I'm Samantha. Um, My husband is Blaine. We have a six-month-old son named Ren and then we have two cats Chester and Cheeto. Yeah can't forget about the cats. No no definitely not. Um, So I'll ask this just because I already know when you got married and all that stuff, but because um, I know you prior, but kind of let's walk you through like when you guys got married and when you decided to have children and how like fertility and all that stuff went for you guys. Uh, so we got married in May of 2023. I uh, pulled my birth control a few months before that just because I hated how it made me feel. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, we were just like tracking my cycle naturally. I have an aura ring, um, and then that pairs up with natural cycles, so it takes my temp daily. So I really want one. I love it. I really recommend. <laughs> <laughs> They're kind of expensive, but I like it. They take um, HSA now. Oh, they do. Yeah, like this year they started taking HSA, so I've like almost bought one many times oh well here's your chance I recommend it (laughs) I would would go for it um but yeah we were using that to track my cycle I uh, did not want to be pregnant on my wedding day um and then after that I think Blaine wanted to wait a little bit longer because he wanted to I don't know just chill and be married Mm -hmm. um but I was really worried I we were going to have um problems getting pregnant I was on the depot shot back when I was in college and I feel like it just really messed with my body after that mm. um and then I think it was so we weren't like trying um but we weren't really preventing it either mm-hmm. um and then I was late for my period in July and then I thought I was pregnant and then when I found out I wasn't I was really disappointed Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like okay Blaine it's time we start trying <laughs> um, like for real and then uh, we ended up getting pregnant in November mm. and then I found out well that was like when we conceived and then I found out I was pregnant like two days before my birthday which was ironic because I told Blaine I wanted a baby for my birthday <laughs> <laughs> so if you conceived in November did you tell anybody like at like holidays and stuff like that um, uh, we told my immediate family, like, the weekend after we found out, mm-hmm. we were going down for, to celebrate my birthday, and obviously I wasn't drinking. Right. It's hard to tell, <laughs> or hide that from them anyways. Um, but then uh, we uh, waited to tell 
mostly everyone else until after we had our first ultrasound and genetic testing done. Mm-hmm. Um, but we told some friends before that too. So, yeah. So, um, kind of walk us through how your pregnancy, well, actually before, before we do that, um, maybe kind of tell us like when you found out you're pregnant, did you have any idea of what you wanted to have for like a birth or your birth plan or like your providers? Like what did you do and how did you decide any of that kind of stuff? Um, so my sister is actually a labor and delivery nurse. She was at Essentia and then at the time I was pregnant, she was at Sanford. Mm. So I ended up messaging her just saying like, oh, my coworker's pregnant and she's wondering where she should go. Like, where would you recommend? Um, and she recommended Essentia and to do the midwives, she gave a couple that she really liked. Um, Mm -hmm. but Essentia... They suggest that you meet with all of them, which is what I did. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then I, uh, ever since I saw, like, or took child development back in high school, and we had to watch a birthing video, (laughs) I was like, I I do not want to uh, vaginally deliver a child. I'm like, I'm going to have a C-section or I'm going to adopt. (laughs) Um. And then, like, when I found out I was pregnant, I'm like, okay, I need to, like, prepare my body for this, do all the things. So right. I, did, I did some PT, and it was, like, or pelvic floor therapy, and was doing, like, watching videos and, like, yoga exercises and all of that stuff to help. And then I think it was probably, or at my 20 week, they said that he was head down, Um but by like 24 weeks I'm like I'm pretty sure he's not like it feels like his head is up in my ribs Mm -hmm. like that and I told them like almost every time that I was in I'm like I think he's sideways or head up and they're like oh no well he's fine he still has time to flip and whatever um but yeah ended up having a c-section which is okay because at that point I had stopped mentally preparing myself that I was to deliver vaginally (laughs) Well, let's like wind back and not jump into like the actual birth quite yet. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, before all of that stuff, you said you did like pelvic floor therapy and um, did you take any like classes or anything like that? Um, We took the classes that were offered through Essentia. Mm -hmm. I mean, basic like... um, this is what can happen. And then there's like a breastfeeding class I took. And mm-hmm. first dad's one that Blaine took as well. <laughs> I would love to see Blaine take a dad class. <laughs> yeah, right. He was like kind of annoyed that I signed him up for it. I'm like, just do it. Humor me, please. <laughs> he so if anybody listening, I went to high school with her husband Blaine. So that is why I would just love to see that. And I feel like knowing him personally he's probably like the best dad like he's oh, just yeah. a nice big golden retriever type dude <laughs> yep, yep he is it, it's been really fun watching him yeah. yeah so um what week did you say that you kind of suspected that baby was breech um probably by like 24 okay and so let's kind of well actually before we go into your birth can you besides that Tell us how your pregnancy went, like from conception, 
like did you have any symptoms or like how did everything go for you um I mean it was pretty good I still hated it I hated being <laughs> Um, but I, like I said, like I was kind of watching my cycle, tracking it with my aura ring and the natural cycles app. Um, and I had like Googled so many uh, things about how to tell if you're pregnant, basically like right after you, uh, (laughs) right after you conceive. Um, so I, I feel like I was very aware of my body and I had a feeling I was pregnant like the entire week before I took a test. Mm -hmm. Um, but we had Blaine's Christmas party that weekend, and it was with a bunch of people I didn't know. So I kind of wanted the liquid courage to help me be social. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, if I don't take the test, I'm not pregnant. Yeah, exactly. So I waited until the following week to take it. Um, and then when I took it, I like I already had a really good feeling I was pregnant, but I was still like shocked. I was like all shaky, and I'm like, oh shit, is this really happening? Um, And then, uh, I don't know, I was kind of nauseous for the first trimester. And then after that, I was pretty good and just really hungry. I ate a lot. It's fine. (laughs) And then just started getting super uncomfortable by the end. I had a lot of hip pain. Yeah. You're a pretty petite person, so it probably really sunk into your hips. (laughs) Yeah, it uh, was painful. I could, like, barely lay on one side for longer than, like, half an hour. So I was not getting a lot of sleep at the end. (laughs) Yeah. So let's, I guess now we can jump into, like, final weeks and how all of that went down. Um, I guess maybe start at, like, 34, 35 weeks and just go from there until baby's born. Um, so I think I think or that's like you start um going in every week or every other week mm-hmm. I think um and I had voiced my concerns again that I thought he was head up and they're like oh well there's still time we don't really worry until after 36 weeks um and then at my 36 week appointment I brought it up again and they the midwife did an ultrasound in the room that day but she couldn't quite tell if baby was head up or down um because I was only a one centimeter dilated Mm. um and from the ultrasound like we could see the spine but she couldn't see where the head was Um, I suppose because they're like so big yeah yeah she was probably trying to like feel vaginally but since you weren't like dilated she really couldn't is that what you kind of mean yeah yeah um and I'll just preface by, like, that Sunday, Monday, I was like, I'm going to have this baby this week. I just had, like, a gut feeling that he was mm-hmm. um, But she couldn't tell from that ultrasound, so they scheduled one for the following week um, to confirm. But they're like, if anything happens or, like, you think you're going into labor or anything, call um, just because he is, or if he might, if he is heads up, like you need to come in, like you can't wait kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then it was, this was in July, uh, the middle of July and, uh, Blaine had been wanting to go to a dirty all summer. <laughs> a dirty is a beer dirt party for those of you who don't know where you Yeah. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> um, but you throw darts at cams and Oh, a dart party. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. 
I thought you said a a dirt party. I'm like, what oh. is a dirt party? <laughs> no, a a beer dirt party. I, um, now I understand. Now I understand. <laughs> and uh, so some friends finally threw one that Saturday, and uh, we go for the afternoon. And by like six o'clock, everyone's pretty drunk at that point. I don't want to hang around a bunch of drunk people. So I'm like, I'm going to go home and eat. Blaine, call me when you want to come home. <laughs> um, and then he calls about like 8, 8.30. And he's like, okay, I'm ready to come home. So I go get him. We get ready for bed. And uh, he uh, he falls asleep right away. And I, I think I may have fallen asleep for a little bit. I can't remember. But I wake up to like one of our cats jumping up on the bed. And I feel a pop. Mm. Like, I felt like I queefed. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, love that feeling. We all know that feeling. Yeah, right. I was like, oh, man, that was weird. And I'm like, oh, shit. Was that my water? I was like, nah, nah, I can't be. I'm only at 36 weeks along, 36. I think I was 36 and three. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I'm like, okay, just go back to sleep. I'm like, crap. No, I shouldn't. I should get up and check because you know you can't really be in denial for too long right right (laughs) like it's it's happening either way yeah so then I stand up and I feel like a gush come out of me I'm like oh no oh no so then I go to the bathroom and it's just like leaking everywhere um and then I pee and then when I'm done I convince myself I just pee I'm like I did not my water did not break Mm. Um, but then I was like, okay, I should do uh, the pad test, you know, where you put like a pad in your underwear and lay down for five minutes and then stand up and see if any more comes out. Mm -hmm. So I go and grab a pad and go lay down a little bit for a little bit. And I roll over and I felt more come out. I'm like, crap. And Blaine's just like sawing logs next to me because he's passed out. (laughs) (laughs) So I wake him up. I'm like, hey hey, I think my water broke. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah. And he's like, you're joking. I'm like, no, no, I'm really not. And he's, and he just like is moaning and groaning because he was in a very deep sleep. I'm like, I'm going to go call the hospital to see if we should come in or not. (laughs) And I do. And I explain and they're like, oh, yep, you should probably come in. Um, And this is at like 1030 at night. And then I go back and tell Blaine, and he was like, okay. I'm like, can you finish packing our bag? Because it was not packed. Um, I think I had like three things in there. I'm like, I'm going to go shower. Um, yeah, and then we can leave. So I think we got to the hospital about 11.30. And then uh, they uh, hooked me up to like all the machines or whatever. Mm-hmm. Did a to make sure it was actually my water that broke um once they confirmed that then they brought in an ultrasound tech to confirm if baby was head up or down and he was head up um mm-hmm. and then I think at that point they measured how much fluid I had left um and it sounds like it was not a lot because they didn't really give me any other options besides the c-section really Um, yeah because they uh, were like there's not enough liquid or fluid left in you to try and turn him right I suppose they need like that cushion to move Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which I mean 
uh, I think they were going to give that as an option to me in like the following week if yep. I made it that far, but um, I didn't want to do that anyways. I've heard it's really painful. Yeah, it can be depending on who you go to. Some people will like, some providers will numb you and some will not. So yeah. <laughs> it depends on who you get. <laughs> Good to know. Um, but yeah, so or we got there about 11 30 and then I think it was confirmed by like 12 30 12 45 that he was breached and he was born at 1 24 in the morning so like we had three hours to process like we were gonna have a baby like, literally so- and how <laughs> how was Blaine feeling at this time <laughs> you know he told me he had stopped drinking at six like right after I left so he did have some time to sober up and he ate but I think when I woke him up he was like in the middle of a hangover like right at the start yeah so he like was not feeling the best he had like a pounding headache but just uh, a series of unfortunate events yeah yeah pretty much um yeah and then he did not want to like look at anything during the c-section or anything which I guess I don't blame him I don't think I would have wanted to either but but he probably was feeling a little unwell and then on top of that didn't want to be looking at his wife open on a table yeah like see all my guts (laughs) yeah I mean I would probably want to see it but if you're hungover I can't see why you wouldn't want to (laughs) yeah for sure not um but yeah, I mean, they move very fast. Like, oh, yeah. get it going. Um, and did then, you, before any of like this happening, did you have kind of like a C-section plan or like what you wanted to do if you had a C-section? No, I had nothing planned. You're just like, <laughs> no, we'll just do it. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, it would have been nice to like do skin to skin and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm but we weren't able to. Uh, yeah, and then I had, like, a bilobed placenta. Mm. I don't know if you've heard of that, but that would have been kind of cool to see. <laughs> Let me look it up. Bilobed placenta. What did they say about that? Um, basically, that is just kind of weird. They don't know why it happens. Um, oh, cool. And only cause for concern would be if it was over um the opening of my cervix but it wasn't no that's like it's like two placentas in one yeah like they're connected to each other so weird mm-hmm. you guys are listening just look it up <laughs> yeah yeah they uh when they did my 20 week ultrasound they like noticed it and they're so it was like an intern that did the first check and then they had somebody come in and check it and they were looking mm-hmm. at it, and they're like, huh. And then the intern was like, yeah, I know it's that. Isn't it weird? I'm like, you guys can't talk about this stuff, like, and not tell right. me. <laughs> You're like, you can't, like, make it sound like it's bad and then, like, not tell me. Yeah, basically. But it was fine. So that didn't affect anything? Mm-mm. No. Um, so after he came out what was kind of the procedure or what did you do and how was your like immediate postpartum and all that jazz um so he came out screaming uh very loud uh but then he wore himself out and the NICU team was there too because he was like three and a half weeks early Uh, Mm -hmm. 
So technically, was, he was born at 36 and 4 since mm-hmm. it was the next day, technically. Um, but I think he actually might have been earlier than that, like five days earlier, because I was tracking my cycle so closely. I know I ovulated five days late that month. <laughs> You're like, I actually know exactly when I ovulated. Yeah, I, yep. Um, and uh, so the NICU team was there. So they were uh, trying to get him to breathe down in the room or like suction stuff out. Um, and he wasn't doing too great. So they brought him up or brought him down to the NICU mm-hmm. right away. Um, and they told Blaine that he could. Uh, go with him um Blaine chose to stay with me I think part of it was because he uh, did not feel well (laughs) (laughs) um but then yeah they closed me up the the surgical team was so great too the anesthesiologist and CRNA they were like explaining everything to me what was going on Mm -hmm. um but then after they closed me up they brought me into my room and told me to rest for a little bit um, because they were still working on Ren. I I think at that point they told me they had put him on a CPAP machine Mm -hmm. and gave him a feeding tube. Um, And they told me to get some sleep. I'm like, yeah, right. Um, Like, I just had a baby to fall asleep for a little bit. Um, and then a nurse came in, I think like an hour or two later and asked me to start hand expressing, um, and then to put it in like a tiny little bottle. Yeah. Um, and I did. And then I think it was about 630 at this point. Um, my nurses came in again and said that they, uh, were moving us down to the fourth floor, which is where the NICU was, um, mm-hmm. just so we would be closer and it would be easier to get to him, mm-hmm. um, which was kind of disappointing because my room was so nice. And then we went to this <laughs> tiny room. Um, like it had just like a little chair for Blaine to sit in and stuff like yeah. and tiny Yeah, they, they had really, really nice labor and delivery rooms. Mm-hmm. And so when I had Soren, they were just finishing up their labor and delivery renovations. Mm-hmm. So all postpartum got moved to the fourth floor oh, regardless. No. And literally the week after I had Soren, they quit doing that. And so like now you get to, I mean, I guess unless you go to the NICU, but you get to stay in that room. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was like such a nice room. There's a fireplace. Oh, it was uh-huh. so cozy. There's a big couch that uh-huh. the dads can sleep on. Like yep. there's a tub, which you probably couldn't use anyway. But yeah, no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so they moved us down basically as soon as I could like kind of stand on my feet again since mm-hmm. you know I was numb. Mm-hmm. Um, and then because they had asked right before or like when they came in that time if we wanted to go down and see him and the um uh NICU doctor had come up a little before that and said that they were putting him on a vent and to wait until after shift change at seven to go see him Mm -hmm. um so after 
we got down to the room again, we uh, they had me start pumping. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was probably about 10.30 or 11 when we finally got to go see him in his room. Mm-hmm. Um, they put him on a vent because... Uh, I can't remember the name of the things that they were talking about, but there's like little dangly things in his lungs that weren't quite developed yet. Um, oh, so yeah. Put him on a vent to drop medicine down there. Mm-hmm. To help um, so he was only on the vent probably for like six hours, I think, because after that they put him back on a CPAP. Mm-hmm. How were you feeling through all this, like emotionally, physically, all of that? Um, physically, I still felt pretty good. I mean, I couldn't feel anything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I think I even had them take my catheter out by like 1030 because I was like, I want to go see him. I don't want that like dragging along with me and I'm numb when you take it out because what Mm -hmm. if it's painful? I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, am I going to be able to tell if I need to pee? (laughs) Right. Um, and then, uh emotionally I think we were still just in shock still because I mean three hours it took for us to like have a baby like we were not really mentally prepared yet Mm -hmm. um and then seeing him he was so little and like hooked up to all of these machines and like we couldn't hold him when he was on his vent yeah Um, it's so hard yeah and then I mean they kept asking us for a name and we're like we can't see his face without it right now right you're like I need to like know my baby before I name him yeah right because we were down between like two names and uh we're like I can't tell you yet give us a little bit you're like we'll have one by the time we leave don't worry yeah (laughs) yeah um but I think by I think it was end of day Monday or Sunday or maybe Monday morning they took off I think it was Monday morning they took off his CPAP mm-hmm. lean on his own after that do you feel like you know <coughs> because everything happened pretty quickly that your mind wasn't able to process you having a baby because I've heard there's like sometimes that disconnection when it comes to c-sections where like your body doesn't go through like the labor process. So it doesn't really ever fully understand that the baby came out until like a while later. Um, yeah, like 100%. I don't think it really hit us or hit me that we had a baby until like, I don't know, a week after he was born, like after we were home. Yeah. (laughs) Um, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Um, I can't remember where I was. <laughs> I was just going to ask you what your feeding journey um, plans and desires and how it went was like postpartum. Um, so when I was pregnant, I had no idea if I was going to breastfeed or not. Mm-hmm. I uh, didn't really want to. I thought it felt like a lot of work. But then at Essential, they're very baby friendly and they really push it. Mm-hmm. Um kind of made me feel bad that I that I uh, didn't want to mm-hmm. um, and then I I don't know just decided to they gave me the pump and everything and I was like okay I'll try 
Um, and I uh, ended up producing a lot, mm-hmm. um, which I was very shocked with. I mean, I uh, I know like boob size has nothing to do with how much you're going to produce because um, I do not have big boobs at all. But <laughs> Yeah, I have friends that do not have big boobs and they produce a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I ended up pumping and then, and they let him latch. I think it was Tuesday they ended up letting him latch because they took out his feeding tube, um, and lactation was there and they were really pushing for it. Um, and he had a good latch. Um, he had a great first feed. Um, the next feed wasn't so great, I think, because he wore himself out. Yeah. Um, he was so little, it probably was tiring for him. Uh-huh. And I'm like, you know what? I just want him to eat. Like, he can drink from a bottle. I'll keep pumping. Because mm-hmm. uh, his bilirubin was pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to make sure that he was getting enough fluids to help with that. Because I didn't want anything to make us stay in the NICU longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I ended up getting discharged on Wednesday so he was born Sunday and I was discharged Wednesday um Mm -hmm. and then he was discharged Thursday morning oh good it wasn't too long he um after they got his breathing under control they just wanted to make sure that he um could feed and that his billy was going down and did you decide that you were going to, like, keep pumping after the hospital, or how did that go for you? Yep, I did. I uh, ended up, I well, I kept pumping. The first time I was home, I uh, uh, pumped, like, during the night, and then when I woke up in the morning, I found out that one of my cats had uh, chewed up one of the bills on my No! <laughs> so I was down to one pump. And it was, like, mentally drain, draining for me at that point because I, like, wasn't in love with it. Um, it I was, like, this is going to take forever to pump with, like, just one. And, I mean, it wasn't that bad. But my I was not in the right headspace for it. Um, mm-hmm. And then I ended up borrowing a pump from one of my friends because the one that I had, I couldn't get a replacement at the milk market in Fargo. Mm-hmm. I, the name of the place yep yep um, they didn't have it for the pump I had I had an event pump oh yep yep um and then anyways I continued to breastfeed um I think I had fully weaned myself by like six weeks just because I wasn't loving it I didn't like the idea of being attached to a wall like every yeah. hours and like I I let him latch until he was probably two and a half weeks old I think mm-hmm. um and then I didn't want I also knew I wasn't going to exclusively breastfeed because I didn't want to be the only one responsible for feeding him mm-hmm. <laughs> like and that's okay like I am a lactation counselor and like obviously I deal with breastfeeding stuff but I also think it's important to note that if people don't want to it's fine if they really don't want to (laughs) yeah I uh I knew going into it I uh 
I thought I would give it a try. And if it wasn't for me, I didn't want to feel bad about giving it up. Yeah. Um, I will say it was very satisfying seeing, like, how much I could pump and, like, get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I it is. That. <laughs> um, but, and then he, I was able to freeze quite a bit in the time mm-hmm. that I uh, was um, giving him breast milk. So he was on it until he was like mm, 10 weeks old, I think. Mm-hmm. After I stopped pumping, we went to half formula, half breast milk. Mm-hmm. So it was easier on his tummy to transition. Um, yep. And don't get me wrong, formula is like super easy <laughs> to, you know, just <laughs> give it to him. Uh, it is, yeah. Then need it warm, like he'll drink it straight out of the fridge. Um, Dude, my kid is two and a half and still drinks his milk warm. So, oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, if I have another one, that's one thing is I really want to try to not have it always be warm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The NICU team, the NICU nurses, they were like, because we were asking like what kind of warmer we should get or what's the best one or anything because they warmed it for him there. Um, and they're like, honestly, most babies don't even care if it's cold or warm or whatever. Um, and we had bought a warmer, but it was one that you like screw into it and like the seal wasn't great on it. Mm -hmm. So like you split, like flip it over, like it would spill. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I am not wasting this breast milk. (laughs) (laughs) I had to go through to get to this. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, I don't even want to do this. So I am not wasting any of my hard earned milk. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then after that, we just stopped warming it up and he drank it fine and still does. So it's been great. Lucky. I have friends that have babies that will literally drink milk with like ice crystals in it. And then my two and a half year old is like, mommy, warm. <laughs> like <That's> brat. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, but yeah, so that's super great. Um, I just wanted to speak about something else about breastfeeding oh I uh I think also another reason like I kind of quit sooner was because I don't think I was sized correctly yeah flanges and uh, I uh I don't know I just didn't put in the work to get the right sizes um because they were different I think each side was a little bit different oh Um, yeah my event pump though like it said um they were like, it didn't have, like, an insert to change it. It, like, formed to your breast. Like, it wouldn't automatically mm. size, kind of. Interesting. Um, And those were more comfortable to pump with than the, the one I was using for my friend was a Spectra. But mm-hmm. I, said, I didn't have the right size flanges. So then, I mean, my nipples were just so sore. Yeah. Um, by the end, and they looked, like, they looked terrible. I'm like, ugh. Do I really want to go through with this? Yeah, the Spectra, I think, comes with, like, a 24 millimeter, mm-hmm. which is, like, too big for 90% of people, and nobody tells you that. Yeah, um, my friend did have inserts go into it, and they were the ones that I was sized with at the hospital, but I think they had changed, I think, because she had 19s and 21s mm. to go with it, but... So how did your, I guess, physical recovery go afterwards? And were you kind of like 
Because I know at the beginning of the podcast, you were talking about how you didn't want to have a vaginal baby. Were you almost like relieved to have a C-section or were you kind of still sad about it? Um, I think I was relieved. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, don't get me wrong. It was kind of painful, like recovery for like a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like the worst part was um, they call them like zingers, like it's nerve pain. Mm-hmm. And it's really good like a really sharp shooting pain um kind of like along your incision mm-hmm. and that was pretty bad for like a week and then it slowly went away I think it was completely gone by like two or three weeks mm-hmm. um and then after that it kind of just felt like I had sore abs yeah um, and I uh, I don't I uh, think I would handle that a lot better than like anything going on downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm okay that I had a C-section. I uh, don't think I'll try for a V-back when we have our next kid. That was my next question: was if you ever would try, or if you were happy with your experience and happy to do it again. Um, overall, I was happy. I mean, I wish it wasn't an emergency C-section. I wish it would have been like planned. Instead. Yeah. Um, not at in the middle of the night <laughs> yeah basically um, but yeah I uh, I was okay with it I know I have a lot of friends that have also had c-sections and they did not like it whatsoever but mm-hmm. uh, I was I was fine with it <laughs> you're fine I just feel like you're just fine with everything you're just chill <laughs> like your wedding too because I shot their wedding I, you're just like it's fine it is what it is yeah. whatever I mean you can only uh, like control so much in the world so we all need to be like Samantha <laughs> I I think a lot of Blaine has worn off on me because he's very laid back Blaine is he's cool as a cucumber at least in my experience I've maybe <laughs> only seen him like angry a couple times <laughs> yeah same and I've been married to him for well I've been dating or with him for how many years now? Almost six. But. Yeah. And you were married <laughs> last year or the year before? Uh, 22. I think I said I got married in May of 23, but it was yeah, May I think I think you did too, but I was like, I'm pretty sure it was the year before, but it's yep, fine. It was. They all just mush together when you they have a do. kid. They really do. So how old is he now again? Remind me again. Uh, Six months. Six and a half. And, and he's 22 pounds. Yeah. 28 and a half inches. He's huge. How are you guys doing now, six months in, and kind of figuring things out? Good. Um, Yeah, I mean, he has been eating well, clearly. Uh, I think he tripled his birth weight. He was 6'7 when he was born. I think Mm -hmm. he tripled it by, like, five months. (laughs) And don't they say that they usually don't triple until they're, like, a year old? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think they, they, they want you to, like, double it by six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, he was born early. <laughs> yeah, I think if he would have came out like 40 weeks, he probably would have been like over eight pounds. But... Probably because they say they they gain like half a pound to a pound like every week the last like four weeks. Yeah. Or something yeah, like crazy. that. Yeah, something. No, he was a little peanut and I kind of miss it. But now he is really chunky and rolly. He has rolls everywhere. He's so cute. Um, but we're doing good. And we started food um, a couple weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. He's kind of indifferent about it. The first time yeah. I him, it, he 
was crying and so hard and he had big tears rolling mm. down his face like I was torturing him and by the end he's like you know this isn't so bad give me more yeah you just, you just gotta get used to it buddy and then mm-hmm. he'll probably be a hog <laughs> did you do anything postpartum um recovery related for your c-section like did you do pt or anything like that I did not no um I felt pretty good for a while mm-hmm. I did think I had like um what is it when your abs separate diastasis recti yeah um I thought I had that but I don't think I did I think I you know I just really needed to work on them again after I could because I could like barely sit up by myself but I'm doing better now so you're good you're good do you have anything else you want to share with the crowd or any words of advice from you as a pro mom now I don't know if I'd call myself a pro mom um I don't know. I would just say, uh, like, go with the flow. I know there's a lot of things that you, like, wish you could do or want it to go a certain way, but there's a lot of things you can't control. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, I will also support, like, you know, if you don't feel like you want to breastfeed, it's okay. I will say after I did bring him to daycare, though, I started regretting quitting so early, and I think it's because I wanted that connection still with him yeah um and that I could provide for him so I think for our next kid um I'll probably try breastfeeding longer but well if you need any help or guidance or support or recommendations (laughs) I can help you out next time beautiful even if you want to pump we can help you out with that too (laughs) yeah I mean I feel like I learned so much after I stopped yeah. Like, I didn't know that you didn't need to wash your pump parts every single time <laughs> after you got done. Like you could store them in the fridge for a day. Yeah, there's a lot of things. And I mean, you were also thrown into parenthood really fast too. Mm-hmm. Um and NICU life, even if it's a week, is still so much different than just going home and like figuring it out yourself you know yeah. like you're in the hospital it's just it's different so it's hard to learn those things when there's so much chaos yeah there was a lot and I mean I obviously wish she wouldn't have been in the NICU but it was also nice to have that extra support while we were still in the hospital to mm-hmm. um have them kind of look after him you know make mm-hmm. sure he was getting fed and change and uh not totally reliant on us just because he did come so early well not so early but early that we weren't prepared now he's a big boy Mm -hmm. and he's happy healthy and large (laughs) (laughs) very large but otherwise I think unless you have anything else to share um thank you for coming on and sharing your story with everybody you bet. <laughs>